country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our kids. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. And welcome to this edition of In the Country. On the show, a great group of singer-songwriters from Saskatchewan, Brody Siebert, from Alberta, Dirt Road Angels, and from Texas, Curtis Brawley. It's a great show, great songs on the way. Stay tuned. Up first, let me welcome my guest, Brody Siebert, all the way from Spiritwood, Saskatchewan. Hey, Brody. How you doing, Dave? I am doing wonderful. Welcome to the show. Oh, there you go. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. We've got your song coming up uh, in a little bit called Lay It On Me Tonight. But first of all, let's talk about the excitement this past weekend, the Saskatchewan Country Music Association Awards. Give us an update on uh, everything that took place. Oh, well, uh, we got, uh, me and the boys there in the band got picked to do a new artist showcase uh, this weekend down there. So that was a lot of fun. We got to go and sing up a few of the tunes uh, Sing late on me tonight, and uh, the next single that's going to come out in the next few months, um, and a couple other original tunes as well. And was out there, had to miss the awards, had to get back to uh, Saskatoon early on Sunday. But I heard they were really great. But we were at the cabaret and everything, and uh, got to uh, hang with some real cool folks like Derek Rutan and Cody Prevo and all those guys out there. So that was oh, a lot great. of fun. It yeah. sounds awesome, uh, and a big congratulations to everybody uh, out of the Saskatchewan Country Music Association Awards, all the nominees and the winners. Uh, let's talk about songwriting, Brody. I know that's a big part of your career, and it's something you love to do. Can you take me back to when you first discovered writing your own songs? Well, um, that came on. That came to me really early on in my career. I was right off the start, basically. Right when I first started picking up the guitar, it just kind of was one of those things that... Uh, I really strive to do. I really wanted to write songs. I think that's the most, the, the biggest reason I picked up a guitar and really started learning how to play and sing. And, and uh, I think one of the first, I think the first song I ever wrote was, uh, I think the title of it was called You and Me. I, I could, probably couldn't even play it now, but I do remember the title. Right. And uh, I remember when I first wrote it and it came out, it was like the coolest thing ever to me. And now to go back, if I was to listen to it, I'd probably go, wow, you know, I probably would have done this different, but <laughs> but it was just neat to really explore and, do that kind of thing right off the bat and it was uh something that i just kept doing no matter what and I, i'm still doing it i was actually writing a song here tonight here before i got on the phone here with you so oh great it, it's amazing as you say i mean the excitement of that first song and the first couple of songs but when you look back you you realize how far you've come as a writer as, as you've written uh all these years now can, can you uh pass on some tips or hints about writing better songs what did you learn over the years brody to write better songs um to never, uh, never not like you, never throw away words that, or lines that you start. I mean, just because you only pump like you know put out one line on a piece of paper and you get stuck right there, doesn't mean that it can't be used again later on. So anything that I ever write or anything, even though I may not be able to keep going with it that at that particular moment, I always keep it tucked away in the files, whatever, whatever however you keep your songbook put together or whatever. But I always seem to keep what I wrote, no matter what, and then I go back and dabble back and do it a little bit and. And never stop. Just write as much as you possibly can. The more you write, the better you get at it. So it just kind of one of those things where you just you might just write every, everything you possibly can, and not nothing's bad. It always it's always for the good. The more you write, the better you get at it. So it's just that's probably the one thing I could say for sure. That is great advice, Brody. Because I'm sure, especially uh, to new writers, they maybe censor it before they've even said it. They don't think it's a good idea. They don't bother to write it down, or they throw it out. But as you said, you. Just put everything down, record everything, because you don't know later on when you're looking back at it what part is going to be really good that you might not have realized. At you the bet. Time. Yeah, you bet. Now, what about influences? Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, I understand that you are a Waylon Jennings fan. Is he one of your oh. big influences? Oh, he's, he's the biggest influence uh, to me for sure. I, I grew up listening to his music um, through the years, like being a kid. Like, I mean... Um, my uncle Calvin, he's like the biggest Waylon Jennings fan in the world, and he really, uh, really turned me on to Waylon's music a lot earlier on than than you know I probably would have listened to him. But 
the guys I've got his guitar tattooed on my arm. Like he's just the biggest influence on me ever. Wow. I, I can, there's not a bad Waylon song. I I love everything that he has put out. So many great songs. One that comes to mind is the one that Travis Tritt uh, covered, "Where the Corn Don't Grow" or "Where Corn Don't Grow." Great yeah. song. Oh, it's oh, it's one of my favorite ones for sure. It's uh, definitely one of my favorite, especially. Uh, I mean, we didn't grow corn. My family never grew corn. as farming growing up, but it brings me back to those like, days when I wasn't living in the city. I was back home in a small town growing up around the farm community. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, awesome. And it that's the great thing about country music and why so many artists get involved in it and fans love it is because of the stories, right? Whether we can, even if we didn't grow up on a farm, but we hear a song uh, about a farm or something, I mean, somehow we can relate to stories, just whatever country music tells us. Oh, for sure. Exactly. That's the biggest part of, of writing for me, too, is trying to make sure that I can write a story that that somebody can relate to. And it, it may even it may make somebody happier. It might help somebody get through a rough time. You know, it's, that's the main goal for me, I think, for writing is just to really reach out to people and tell a story. What about your stage performances, Brody? Can you describe uh, what it's like when uh, when people go and check you out in concert? Um, we uh, we try to bring a little bit of everything when it comes to uh, our stage shows. Like, I mean, I, I, the bigger the crowd, the better. I mean, I love, I love performing for a lot more people, but I I like also performing for the smaller crowds as well. That when we get on stage, for example, for all, when we're out at Craven this year and stuff, like it's one of those things where when you get out on stage, it's just the adrenaline just kind of hits us all on it. And it's, it's a little, it's somewhat high paced, but then kind of a nice and mellow at some points. And, and we like to get everybody going and get the crowd really involved, and we try to try to interact with the crowd as much as possible and just read how they're feeling and, and what we're doing. And I just absolutely love being on stage. It's just the greatest feeling on the planet to me, for sure. People can uh, learn more about you at BrodySiebert.com, and we've got a song coming up uh, right now, actually, and then I'm going to come back and ask you about some of the songs that you cover at your shows and some of your favorites to, uh, to cover. Uh, lay it on me tonight. Tell me about the song, Brody, before we play it. Uh, this song, um, this is probably the one song that I'm actually the most proud of. It, it's done well for me, and it's really pushed, pulled my career up for me and, and really helped me out a lot. Me and uh, a friend of mine, Aaron Goodvin, wrote it together down uh, when I was in Nashville there. We sent some stuff oh, back great. and forth through email, and then when I got down there, we actually finished the song off and got it like got it said, yeah, this is what we want. This is perfect. We're happy with where we're, where we're at with it. And we went into the studio, and the second I went into the studio with it, it just it felt so natural and it just felt so good to me. And it felt like this kind of sound that I, that I was really after. And it, and it really, mm-hmm. really is my favorite song that I've ever written. So great song. And I, I interviewed Aaron a, a while back and I mean, talk about a, a big hit songwriter. He's doing so well with uh, songs. He's getting cut from other artists. Oh, you bet for sure. And he's such a great guy. He's, he's one of the best for sure. He's such a talented guy and can't say enough good about him. That's awesome. Well, let's share that song now yeah. from my guest from Spiritwood, Saskatchewan, Brody Siebert, and lay it on me tonight here on In the Country.
And that is a great song from my guest, Brody Siebert. It's called Lay It On Me Tonight. Head over to iTunes to get a copy of that for yourself. And check him out at his website, BrodySiebert.com. Uh, Brody, I was asking about cover songs. And let me know some of those songs that you love to do at your shows, that you love to cover. Um, I think the Gary Allen is probably one of my favorite artists, and I love to cover his music. Um mm-hmm. I feel his songs really. I, I find when I sing his songs are really they're really effortless for me to sing. I like I feel like it's in the same. It's always in the same range. It, it feels good to sing his songs. Um, actually, watching airplanes is probably my favorite song to cover by his. Uh, of course, we we cover a lot of Waylon songs as well, um, like Good Old Boys and the classics that he plays. Uh, we play Randy Hauser to Dirk Bentley. We play we play a lot of stuff, but Gary Allen is by far my favorite artist to cover for sure. I love Gary Allen. Uh, Every Storm Runs Out of Rain is a great song. Oh, it's great. I absolutely love that song. Actually, I got to, when I was down in Nashville, they were recording. I got to go see him live at the Mercy Lounge there, and that was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was really good. It was finally good to get to see him live. Awesome. Well, let's talk a bit about Nashville, because you were down there in November 2014 to record three songs. Uh, Lay It On Me Tonight was one of those. What is your experience like when you're down in Nashville? Describe some of that magic that all the artists talk about when they head there uh, to Music City. Um, I remember uh, getting up and getting ready to go to Nashville from Saskatoon here. Uh, That was the first time I'd ever even stepped foot on an airplane, even been out of Canada, period. Um, That was was a different feeling all on its own. The second I got into that Nashville airport, we we, we, uh, landed in the city uh, even just landing there before I even got off the off the plane, I just there was a I don't know there's something about it that just you, there's just a magic there, and you know you're 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 finally there. You're Music City. It's always been a dream to be there. When we got into the the airport and finally got into the cab and got to downtown Nashville where the hotel was, I just kind of sat out on the on the patio at the front and just looked over the city and just went, Wow, I'm finally here. Like this is this is it. And then the, the next wow. day when Aaron picked me up and we went to the studio and met the guy who was engin- engineering my stuff, uh, Julian King. He uh, met him, real good guy, and I'm, and I'm walking into the studio, and I'm looking, and I can see all these like these artists' plaques on the walls of people who have recorded at the studio, and it was just, it was almost like it almost took my breath away, and it, and it, and it, and it was just so, uh, it almost felt like I was in a dream. I was like, you know, don't pinch me because I don't really want to wake up right now. This is pretty great. Yeah. And the second I stepped into that vocal booth, I don't know, it all hit me, and and I've I've never felt that kind of a magic before in a studio. I've done many demos. Every, and Saskatchewan and stuff, and it just there was something mm-hmm. about that studio and being in that, in that city that just really brought out something in me that I I didn't know I had. Pretty incredible that magic that is Nashville and everybody, uh, all the Canadians who head down there to visit. Uh, I guess from anywhere in the world, of course, who, who head to Nashville experience that. So that is so cool. Did do you have a favorite venue uh, to check out music when you're down there, Brody? Yeah. Um, well, there was a few. Uh, I went down to uh, Losers Bar. That's uh, George Street's manager's bar. It was really cool. They had a lot of they had a live band in there quite often, pretty much every night. Uh, Tootsie's, of course, that was great. Um, nice. And the stage, the stage was a real, real lots of fun. I really liked the stage. That was a really cool uh, place to be. Awesome. Well, Brody, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Great to have you on at last and to hear your song, Lay It On Me Tonight. I look forward to having you back again in the future. We'll talk some more and play some more of your songs. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate. Oh, thanks for having me, Dave. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. I have enjoyed it. That is Brody Siebert, brodysiebert.com. Check him out there. And we're going to move from Spiritwood, Saskatchewan, where we've been speaking with Brody, to Alberta. And uh, on the line is Shauna Lynn from Dirt Road Angels. Welcome to the show, Shauna Lynn. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's great to have you here. Well, I'm glad to be on here. We're glad that you do these things for emerging artists. It's really important to us. Well, thanks so much. I, I appreciate that support, and uh, I love the song we're going to be playing from you ladies called Back Around the Mountain. That's coming up. Now, let's talk about everybody in the, in the group, because we don't just have a trio here of four people. There's five of you in the group, a lot of talent. Yes, uh, we brought this group together. I, I had kind of a little passion and a dream of just I wanted to bring a girl group together to compete in the bro country out there because there's so much boy country going on. And so I thought we need to do something that nobody else was doing. And so five girls, nobody was doing that. 
No, that is awesome. And uh, so we've got uh, Shauna Lynn, who's on the line right here. Shyla Marie, yep. Danita, Karen Claypool, and Delia Wakefield. Did I get everybody's name correct? Yep. And Danita, yep. So they all got. Awesome. We we all have solo careers, so we're all a little different. So um, I'm the classic country girl. Definitely grew up with classics, and it's still my favorite all time stuff to perform. But. Uh, uh, I help do all the agent stuff. I do all the booking. We do everything ourselves, so I do all that and handle that. Daly is our harmony queen, and she can find a harmony on any song that you put out there. And um, she plays acoustic ba- uh, guitar in the band as well. Danita's our rockier, edgier girl that adds that little zip and that edge to our, our country music. And yeah. Sh- Shyla's our pop contemporary country girl, so everybody <laughs> has something. And Karen's our indie kind of country, so between wow. all of us, we, we add some kind of flavor in the band. I think that is so cool to have that diversity. It's not all classic country as influence. It's not all pop country. It's all those different things you said, which has got to make for an interesting sound. And you can hear it in your music. Yeah, and we we try to keep country, obviously, in the songs because we are a country band, but we classify ourselves more of a country rock band with an edge because, you know, you have to compete with what's out there as well. So, And sure. without losing our true country roots, that's what we do. And like I said, even back around the mountain, as country as it is, there's a lot of instrumentation. It's edgy, lots of fun harmonies in it, and you can tell we really enjoyed being in the studio with that piece. Is it a pretty comfortable place for all of you to be in the studio to put down the, the vocals and the harmonies and all that? Um, not all of us. I'm more of a live <laughs> performer. I could be on stage any time and perform in front of 10,000 people. I get in the studio, and I'm the, I'm the one in, out of the five that really the studio is not my comfort zone. I feel like you hear every little flaw and fault. And the other girls, they just rock it out. They just really enjoy the studio. So I think out of the five, I'm, I'm more the one that isn't comfortable in the studio. <laughs> the album is called Paint the Town Red. And uh, I noticed online you had posted sort of the meaning behind that expression because, you know, we've all heard it, but where does it all come from? But tell me about the album itself, Paint the Town Red, and choosing the songs that made it uh, made the final cut. Well, there's six songs on the EP, and we only shopped one, which is Back Around the Mountain, our release that's out right now, um, came from Nashville from three great writers, Carl Vipperman, J.B. Rudd, and Joanna Cotton. And um, the other five we wrote uh, with our producer, Rob Hughes. So we wanted a mix of songs that would celebrate everything, from family to having a good time to living life to falling in love to best friends. And we think we did that with all six songs um, all the songs represent something different. Obviously, we made sure that there was something for everybody, and we really think this album covers everybody in the country industry. And our listeners can head to uh, iTunes, of course, to check out that album for themselves. You were, uh, all of you, performed at the 2014 Canadian Country Music Association, the Diamonds and the Rough Showcase, which is an awesome showcase that they have in great talent. What was that like to have that opportunity? That was amazing. We were really honored to be asked, actually, and um, that was our first time we actually got to perform um, three of our new songs on the album to our peers and the music industry, and of course, performing in front of our peers is always a little nervous, but country music is such a great family circle that we really enjoyed it, and we had a lot of great feedback on the songs. Got more to talk about, but I want to take a, a moment here to play the song Back Around the Mountain. You mentioned it's an outside song from three great uh, Nashville writers. Uh, maybe tell me a bit about the song, how you feel when you sing it, or what you want people to get from it, Shauna, and then uh, I'll play the song. Well, it's just one of those toe-tapping, floor-dancing songs, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it's about a relationship. Obviously, she, things went wrong a little bit in there, but she's going back around the mountain to try one more time, and this, you could relate this to anybody, boy or girl. So it's just a fun kind of in-your-face song that I think covers the instrumentation, and in it is fantastic. And we had some CCMA award-winning players on there, like Chad Melchert and Tyler Volrath and Ryan Davison and Bart McKay played on. So these are all players that play with Gord Bamford and Brett Kissel, and so we're honored to have them on our album for sure. And uh, yes. you can hear the instrumentation. Those boys did a fantastic job on this song, and I think everybody would agree. Here's back around the mountain from Dirt Road Angels on In the Country. Back around the mountain, do it one more time. Why do I follow this hard-headed, stubborn heart of mine? You think I learned my lesson, you think I know by now. There ain't but 
From Alberta, that is called Back Around the Mountain here on In the Country. I'm speaking with Shauna Lynn from the group, and uh, great song there. That's got to be an audience favorite. Yeah, it is. It's always requested again, too. Sometimes we get an ask to, to do an encore with that one because it's just so catchy. It's really hard not to like. Yeah, oh, for sure. And what about cover songs? I was speaking with Brody earlier about songs that he does uh, in his shows. What cover songs do you ladies cover? First off, I just want to say I want to tell Brody that his song was fantastic because I got to listen to the show. So, awesome. Brody, if you're listening, hon, that was a great tune. Um, anyway, yeah, well, being a girl band, obviously, we like our girl stuff. So, I mean, Miranda Lambert is definitely uh, stuff that we do. But one of the great classics that we do, and we do quite fast, is Rocky Top, and that is a crowd favorite. Love so that. Rocky Top is always fun, and we do an a cappella version of Seven Bridges, which is another crowd um, favorite. But, you know, we do so many. We've even pulled out some of the boy tunes and do Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean and Tim Hicks just to surprise everybody out there, and they love that too. So we try and, we try and keep, you know, it updated a little bit of everything. That is very cool. Uh, now the name, Dirt Road Angels, can you tell me, was this a name that took a while to come up with? Because I know that, you know, once we hear a name and we kind of take it for granted, but what's the story behind that? Well, we had had a bunch of different names and we just couldn't come to a conclusion of what it was. So we threw a contest out on our page and um, we just asked people, you know, to vote and see what they could come up with. And then we would decide which one we really thought um, we liked the most. And Dirt Road Angels was one that was in our list. And a lady, um, Tracy Little, voted on it and she won. And we gave her a great big merch package for it for winning. And uh, we just, it stuck and we love it and people love the okay. name and it, it just suits all of us. Yeah, it is. It is a great name. Let's talk about uh, a couple of the songs on the album. When people uh, buy it, they'll they'll know some of the stories behind the songs. The song "Best Friend." What can you tell me about that one? "Best Friend" was actually written by our producer Rob Hughes and Shyla Marie. Just the two of them had written it, and Shyla started that song quite a while ago. And um, she just thought it was something that definitely suited uh, the Dirt Road Angels as friends and sister and family. And it also could be, you know, taken as a first wedding song, a spouse song, a sibling song. You know, it could be God. It could be Christian contemporary. You know, there's so many ways that that song could be represented. And, of course, us performing it, we are best friends. We are sisters, and we are family in this group. And uh, the song is very emotional. And if people want to go see the performance of that song on YouTube under Dirt Road Angels, there's a great performance from our CD release on it. And you can see we're very emotional by the end of the song. Wow, that's uh, it's great to know the honest songs like that that you guys feel and that we're in turn going to feel. What about uh, turning to an upbeat and fun song, Make Me Wanna? 
Make Me Want is one of those city girls falling in love with a country boy. And so um, we always tease Karen and them about, you know, the country girl beats the city girl and they fall for the cowboy. It's just a fun, loving go out and, you know, trade the Chardonnay for a beer and ride in the truck. And it's just one of those fun girl songs that by the end of it, she's fallen for that cowboy. And uh, it, it's cool. And it's a great little two-step, too. And people really love that song also. Now, uh, Shauna, where can uh, our listeners head online to learn more about Dirt Road Angels? You can find us in many places. So Facebook, we'd love if you came and liked and commented and shared our page because that always gets us out there. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. You can purchase our stuff on CD Baby or iTunes, and you can also find us with all our dates and stuff on Reverb Nation. That is awesome. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing more music from Dirt Road Angels in, in this year ahead. Of course, the album is out. People can check it at iTunes. And uh, I look forward to talking with you again in the future. Maybe some of the other uh, members of the group, too, will do a special on Dirt Road Angels down the road. Yeah, well, we're going to release another one in the summer, hopefully attached to a, a full-out video. So maybe we'll be in touch again when we do that one. That sounds awesome, Shauna Lynn. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Dave, for having us, and keep on doing what you're doing, because us new artists need you. We appreciate you very much. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. My guest has been Shauna Lynn from Dirt Road Angels, great country music from Alberta. Up next, we're going to head to Texas to speak with Curtis Brawley. In the Country with Dave Woods is the show where you learn how your favorite country singers got their start, who influenced them, and what their next big project is. And you'll always hear great country music and get the story behind the song. Dave has interviewed country legends like Ann Murray, Ronnie Millsap, and Joe Bonzel from the Oak Ridge Boys. If you like your country music up close and personal, then tune in to In the Country with Dave Woods. Dave really knows his country music and how to put each guest at ease. It's like a conversation between old friends. Every show airs live, but don't worry, if you ever miss one, it stays available online as a podcast. You can listen to it anytime at your convenience. If you love country music, you'll love In the Country with Dave Woods. Part talk, part music, all country. My pleasure now to welcome to the show Curtis Brawley on the line from Texas. Welcome, Curtis. How's it going, Dave? Hey, great. How are you this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Doing just wonderful. So great to speak with you. I've had a chance to listen to a bunch of your songs and, and watch your stuff on YouTube, and it's really great. You're very talented. Well, good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I've got a couple of songs of yours to play on the show, including a duet with the wonderful Kimberly Caldwell. Tell me about working with her on the song. It's a wonderful song. Yeah, Kimberly was so much fun to work with. She's really a hoot. I mean, you can see her when she does her TV hosting or when she does her acting, and that personality that she always has on screen is exactly the way she is in person. She's she's a lot of fun. She's extremely talented. Um just recently, we got the opportunity to be in L.A. together to shoot a music video to sooner or later, and, man, we had such a good time. Great. Oh, that's awesome. We'll talk more about the video later. Uh, and the song is called Sooner or Later. That song is coming up uh, in a little bit on the show. Now, back in eighth grade, Curtis, you won first place in a talent contest singing Old Time Rock and Roll, which is one of those great classic songs. What was that feeling like? In eighth grade, you know, winning first place, did you feel, wow, I'm on the path now, I'm, you know, great things are ahead? That was definitely an eye-opening moment for me. I was always one of those kids in school that I was never really a popular kid. I got bullied a lot. So for me to even get on stage and do something in the uh, middle school talent show was took a lot of courage for me to get up there. And I can so vividly remember the moment at the end of the song when all the kids in the crowd were, like, screaming and yelling and clapping, it was the first time I was like, wow, I feel really accepted, and I absolutely enjoyed this so much. It was so much fun being up there and doing it. I knew right then that that was my place. That was my calling. Now, at what point, uh, Curtis, did songwriting become part of your music career? Well, songwriting has always been a challenge for me when I was growing up. I never could really find the words for what I really wanted to, for the story that I really wanted to tell. I mean, I guess it was more as I got older and really went through more life experiences and had those ups and had those downs uh, where you could really find a way to share a message. So, I mean, really songwriting Mm -hmm. has only become a big part of my life probably in the last five or six years. 
it is such a and it can be a very vulnerable experience right because i mean we can all write songs that maybe aren't too close to home and you know do it that way but when you get to those personal songs that are really coming from your heart and have a lot to say about you that's kind of hard to put out in the into the world isn't it yeah sometimes it is and i mean quite honestly that's usually the only times i really feel like writing is it's something that is personal that i can really relate to and even when i come get into a studio to record music i always want to record music that I can somehow relate to because I know that the listeners, you know, out there, they're not in the studio. They're not seeing the expressions on your face. They're just hearing it. And when you try and get that emotion to come from the studio to the listener, I feel like you almost have to really be living that song. And to really live that song, you have to put yourself in that place at some point in your life. That is so true because if you – uh, sing it with believability and can believe it. That is going to come through to us as opposed to an artist, you know, singing a song technically well. I think that's so important. I posted something earlier today right. about don't just sing it, feel it. That's so important, right? Oh, man, that that's, I think, the number one rule to live by. Even when you're on stage performing live, you've got to you've got to live the song, you've got to feel the song so the audience members and the listeners can feel it with you. Now, I understand that uh, from what I was reading about you and, and watching a, a promotional video about you, live shows is where you love to be. You love doing those shows, and you love going to new places every night and meeting and meeting new people. Yeah, man, being, being on stage is like no other feeling. I mean, just the energy that you get back from the audience and being able to connect to, you know, every – I try and connect to everybody. You know, it's it's hard sometimes when there's thousands of people out there, but you definitely want everyone to feel like you're connecting with them. And just to be able to look out and look at an audience member in the eye and see their expressions on their face and see that they're having a good time. Or if you're singing that big emotional power ballad, to look out at somebody and you can see the tears in, your eye, in their eyes and you yeah. know that you're really connecting with that person through music. And that's just an extraordinary feeling. That's got to be uh, some kind of high when that happens, and you just probably words can't describe it when when you're right in that zone. Yeah, it, words really can't ex- describe it. There's so many times that when I leave stage and the show is over that I have mm-hmm. so much emotion and adrenaline going in my body that I get headaches after I'm done. Wow. It, it's just hard to explain. I just get so into it when I'm on stage that it's hard to, like, come back down to the normal level once the show's over. No doubt. Uh, and let's turn to uh, a song of yours. I'll let our listeners know they can head to iTunes to check out your album and uh, also curtisbrawley.com. They'll learn more about you there. The first song we'll play is Living on Sunshine. What can you tell me about this song, Curtis? I was in Nashville uh, last year, and I was with a, a good friend of mine. Her name's Mary Francis. She's a, uh, a seasoned songwriter there in the Nashville area. She wrote one of the big songs for the Dixie Chicks called Tonight the Heartache's So Me. You might be familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And she popped this song in, and it just happened to be summertime, and she had, had a demo of the song she wrote. She popped it in and started playing it. And from the moment it came on, I got that feeling like you want to roll the windows down and crank the, crank the stereo up and just, you know, it got, got that good time, fun feeling when I heard the song and, I knew right then, I was like, man, that's a that's going to be a fun, good song to record because people are always mm-hmm. looking for that, that one song that comes on that just can turn their day away, turn their day around and make them feel good and make them feel happy and want to have fun. So, yeah, I was all about recording that song. All I could picture, it talks about being in a red Wrangler Jeep. So the the lyrics of the song are just so vivid. Yeah. Yeah, it's very well written, and as you said, it's a feel-good song, and, and people are really going to enjoy it. Let's turn to it now. I have uh, lots more to talk about with my guest, Curtis Brawley. This is his song, Living on Sunshine, on In the Country.
great song from my guest, Curtis Brawley. That is called Living on Sunshine. We've got the duet with Kimberly Caldwell on the way. Uh, great production on that. I mean, the vocals, of course, awesome. And the production, especially near the end, all the little touches in that. I love that. Yeah. Kitty Royster uh, at Direct Image Studios in Nashville produced that song. And he's definitely a uh, stickler for all the fine details. Yeah, yeah, and the details is where the greatness comes and all the little magic touches. Uh, I found this curious. Early on, uh, Curtis, you got a job at a radio station, the new 93Q in Houston. Tell me about that. Yeah, when I got out of high school, I uh, actually moved to Nashville for about a year and a half, and after being there for a year and a half, decided I wasn't quite ready for that experience yet. So uh, a friend of mine in Nashville said, you know what, go back to Texas start learning the ropes there where you're from and get things going before you make that trip to Nashville again. So I came back to Houston and the major market radio station here that everybody raved about was the new 93Q at the time. And uh, so I got a job there doing promotions and just learned, you know, I worked there for almost three years and just learned anything and everything I could about the radio industry and the music industry and really got an opportunity and to get experience by getting out in front of people and chatting with people and, you know, watching them interact with other uh, country music <clears throat> songs. And mm-hmm. It was a good experience for me. Yeah, there's there's a lot to learn, and, and for anybody who isn't uh, naturally uh, comfortable in those kind of situations, getting into radio and, and uh, marketing and the different parts you said behind the scenes, but you're dealing with people. I think the more you do that, the better you get at it. Absolutely. You just have to submerge yourself out there. If you're not comfortable with it, you just got to get out and force yourself to be in front of people. And at some point, it just becomes second nature to you. Mm -hmm. For sure. Now, I read this. This is a great honor of yours. Uh, The city of Humble, Texas. I love that name, too, for a city, Humble. Um, And (laughs) October 14th, Curtis Brawley Day happens. That is pretty pretty an awesome accomplishment, a pretty great acknowledgement. Yeah, isn't that pretty cool? Wow. Humble um, is where I grew up at. I was there, graduated from high school there, and I would say about five or six years after graduation, I had gotten invited to come back and put on a big benefit concert and kind of do a hometown reunion concert. <clears throat> and we raised money at the concert for battered women and children for a uh, organization that was based out of Humble locally. And, yeah, in the middle of my show, the, the mayor just kind of, popped out from behind the stage, unbeknownst to me, and just kind of puts a halt everything, walks out with a microphone, and gives me this awesome declaration that was all nicely printed. It was a very huge honor for me, especially from the, the town that I grew up in and went to school in, and to have something like that very early on in my career was just very, very cool. Very amazing. A great honor to have indeed, and I know you're going to live up to uh, having that day uh, named after you. Uh, CMT, of course, we love CMT. We've got our Canadian version of it here that plays a lot of the American videos, of course, and and big CMT in the States. You grew up watching it, Curtis, and loving it and hoping one day that not only be part of the country music scene, but that you'd have your own video on CMT one day. Oh, heck yeah, man. On Saturday mornings, it was like clockwork. Saturday mornings, I would turn on TV and watch all the music videos on CMT and stand there in front of the TV as a really, really young kid and just stand there and sing along with them and act like I was the one on the TV singing and and just, you know, <laughs> growing up dreaming, man, I hope that one day that I can shoot a music video and that I can be on the television. That would just be super, super cool. And, uh, man, two years ago when I shot my first music video, it was so surreal to be going through the motions of shooting a video like that and thinking back to when I was a kid, just wanting that to happen so bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty amazing to see how far you, you can come and how far you did. When you're shooting a video like that, uh, do you have a director, you know, for the scenes where you've got to, if, if there's emotion involved or whatever the feeling is, do they kind of give you pointers on how to, how to get that, uh, you know, look on your face or, or get into that zone? Yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes you have to shoot those emotional scenes 20 to 30 times so uh, sometimes it's not too hard to get into the into character and to pull that emotion out for the first two or three times but 
after you know if you're 20, 30 times and you've had to cry that many times, it starts to get right. difficult and it starts to get really draining. So yeah, there's there's several people there along with the director that are you know kind of coaching you and helping you to get your yourself in the mind frame of playing the part that you need to be playing at that moment. And uh, I mean, it was I'm not gonna lie, it was challenging for me, especially the being the first one. I, I hadn't acted since I was in drama in high school. So, but you just, you know, put yourself in the situation and try and put yourself in that story that you're trying to convey out to the listeners. And yeah. at some point, you just work it out. Very cool. Well, you were talking about uh, shooting a video with Kimberly Caldwell, who's your duet partner on a song we're about to hear in just a few moments called Sooner or Later. When can we um, expect to see that video? I am told around the end of May that the uh, video and the song is going to get released as a single. So great. I'm super excited about that. We've worked really hard on that one. And, you know, it's always funny when you're, you're working on a song and when the listeners finally get to hear it, you know, you worked on it six, nine months ago, maybe even a year ago. Right. And all of that anticipation, like, man, I've been working on this so long. I want people to hear it. You kind of keep it in the dark for so long. And then it's finally out there to the world to hear I always say, man, I can't imagine some of these actors who do shoot these movies because these movies sometimes they'll shoot the movies <laughs> and they don't come out for three or four years. That's right. Man, I can't imagine what they go through. No, you're right. Holding it in all that long, I was thinking too with the movie Boyhood, which is an exaggerated example because it was shot over all those years, you know, twelve years. To wait so long when you believe in something and want to share it, but got to wait. That's got to be tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm a big social media guy, too, so I'm always, you know, wanting to get on and share things. And It's so hard for me to not share stuff when I'm, I have the record label saying, don't put that out there yet. We're going to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's so hard to do, hard to wait. Uh, your website is curtisbrawley.com. People can check you out at iTunes as well, find your songs there. But let's turn to that song sooner or later. Uh, your duet partner, the great Kimberly Caldwell. We remember her from American Idol and, and the music she's put out since. Uh, tell me about maybe something else about the song uh, to give us a little insight into it, Curtis, and then I'll play it for everybody. Uh, let's see. Well, a little insight sooner or later. Sooner or later, it kind of got pitched to me sitting in a restaurant in Nashville one day and they were like, you know, I have this duet. I don't know who you would do it with. and But it's out there and they, if you want to hear it, I'll let you hear it. I'm like, yeah, let me hear it. At the time, I, I couldn't think of anybody that I would duet with at this part, at this time in my career. But he started playing it and about halfway through it, it was just like a light went off because Kimberly Caldwell and I grew up in the same town and back when we were young kids, we used to do all of the country music jamboree circuit around the Houston oh, wow. surrounding area. And her and I used to sing together when we were little kids. So we had this relationship that was pretty strong when we were kids, but then we completely lost contact. Years later, I saw her on American Idol. Still didn't really have any contact with her. But when I heard the song, I thought her voice would be really cool with the song. The only thing I wasn't sure of is like, man, I don't know if her sound and my sound will really mash up well together. So mm. it kind of made me nervous. But, man, we got in the studio and we started singing together and it was like, wow, this was meant to be. And we reconnected and now, you know, we're friends again. So it's just really cool that we got to reunite many years later and not only reunite our friendship, but be able to record a song together. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome story, Curtis. Great to hear how that uh, how the duet came about. Let's share it now. My guest, Curtis Brawley, joined by Kimberly Caldwell, sooner or later, here on In the Country. I see you with him, a smile and look away, and all the back again And then I'm guilty Cause I feel like I crossed The line that says We can't be more than just friends But all these feelings Want to tear down that divide And tell you how I really feel When I look into your eyes My 
stomach does a somersault and the heart skips a beat. When I close my eyes and think of you lying next to me, yeah. Sooner or later, I'll hold you in my arms. Never gonna let you go. Country artist Curtis Brawley, he is joined by Kimberly Caldwell on that great duet. Sooner or later, they've shot a video for it as well, which will be coming out uh, later in May. That sounds awesome. And again, your two voices together really blend well. Thanks so much. Yeah, I was I was really happy that it turned out that way. <laughs> she was, she was a, a really a pleasure to work with. Oh, great. Yeah, she seems so nice. And you told the story about two of you growing up. Beautiful song. Sounding great together. I want to let our listeners know that is available on your EP, which is called All About the Ride. Uh, they can check it out at curtisbrawley.com, also at iTunes. The other song on there is your single, a great country song, Doors Closing Everywhere. But let's talk about your influences now. Uh, Curtis, uh, those artists that got you excited about pursuing country music, and maybe when you were younger, the ones that uh, started you out. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I have it's really hard to narrow down my influences to just one. There's definitely two or three that really influenced me in my career. One of them being the infamous Reba McIntyre. Nice. The first concert I ever went to was a Reba concert. And watching her on stage was amazing. I mean, she really, to me, she takes a music video and brings it to life on stage. I mean, you can see everything that you would see in the music video just kind of unfolding before your eyes on a stage. So the stage shows that she would put together were so amazing that I always said, man, when I put on a live show, I want to be able to do that as well. You know, I want people to feel like they're in the story for whatever mm-hmm. that song is is telling. And she really did that. The other one would, or the other two would be Garth Brooks and Clay Walker. They both nice. have such Love high energy on stage and can connect to an audience so well that those were the things that I always thrived to do 
was to really connect to an audience and to have that energy on stage and for people to really feel like they're not just at a show, but they're at a party, they're at a celebration, and mm-hmm. to walk away from the show wanting more or wanting to come back and do it again. I love the way you described that there, Curtis. That is awesome. It's kind of shows I like to go to, too. I think, obviously, we all do because we're going to feel connected. There's going to be energy. There's going to be those quieter moments that Garth and Clay do so well, Reba does so well. You know, Clay Walker, uh, of course, everybody knows Garth and Reba. Most people know Clay Walker, but I love, uh, you know, when he started out with What's It To You. What a great song to kick off his career. Yeah, for sure. And uh, long list of hits, Clay Walker. It was hard to not sell music. I said he was such a heartthrob, it was hard for him to not sell music. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Everybody loves you. Yeah, definitely. I love Clay Walker music. He's one of my favorites from that era, I guess from the 90s. And uh, Reba, her new album is awesome, and I love her new song, She Ain't Going Out Like That. What a great new song on the radio. Yeah, she always does those sassy girl power songs really well. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed. Those those are great influences, Curtis. Now, what about cover songs in your shows? What, uh, what songs do you love to uh, perform in concert? Oh, you know, one of, one of my favorites is Lady by Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers is such a, you know, there's no other singer like Kenny Rogers. He's, he's mm-hmm. just a... Uh, when you think of classic music, for me, I think Kenny Rogers. He just—he's had so many wonderful, well-written songs, and he's one of those artists that can sing a song, and you don't even have to see his face; you can just listen to him, and you yeah. can hear the emotion in his voice. And "Lady," I think, is one of those songs that just—you can feel every word that he sings, and I love doing that song. That is a and great ballad one, written by written by Lana Ritchie, of course. Oh, yeah, Lionel has put out some good ones. I am a huge Kenny Rogers fan, so when you brought up his name there, I mean, I am no stranger to uh, to his music. Been a fan since I was a kid. Uh, you know, bought all his albums right up to his latest one, You Can't Make Old Friends with Dolly, and so many other great songs on it. Uh, love, as you said, his voice. I mean, I just love hearing him sing any song, just, just to hear that voice. Yeah, exactly. And especially, you know, all those songs that he did when he played Dolly, the songs that he did with Dolly are always yeah, always great, great songs. She Believes Their in voice. Me, and that's a really, really good song that he did that I really like to do uh, cover songs of that as well. Oh, She Believes in Me is amazing. So much emotion in that song. I love that yeah, one. Exactly. Uh, let's, let's, I want to get some advice from you, Curtis. Uh, for those singer-songwriters out there, who uh, might be younger, starting out, so wanting to sort of figure out how do I begin? Maybe it's just something to do with confidence or, you know, learning how to get along with people. What's some good advice you can pass on to get them started? Well, first I would say take every opportunity you can to get out and do what you do, Um, whether it's singing or acting or, you know, whatever it is that you, your dream that you really want to do, just take every opportunity you can to really hone in your skill, uh, to get out in front of people and get recognized, get your name out there. And just don't take no for an answer. You know, there's so many times that mm. I I have been told to this day that uh, it's just not going to happen. It's as far as it's going to go. And I just, those comments, they didn't used to, but nowadays those comments just go right over my head. And not only, I mean, Maybe they don't go over my head. They they do hit me because it empowers me to work even harder to prove those people wrong. So right. you just you just have to have the confidence to know that I can do this. This is what I'm here to do. And if it's you're just not quite good enough yet to do what you want to do, you can be good enough. You just got to keep at it, keep practicing, and uh, eventually it'll pay off. That is great advice, Curtis. Very encouraging. I know anyone listening out there who is in that uh, position wanting to learn is going to take uh, great uh, great comfort from that advice, I guess. It's going to inspire them. I love that. Uh, your website, again, CurtisBrawley.com. The EP is called All About the Ride. Curtis, been a pleasure having you here. Really good time talking to you, guys. I sure appreciate you having me. I've enjoyed it. I wish you all the best uh, with the EP and, of course, uh, the video and the song with Kimberly. And uh, say hi to Kimberly for us. I will do it.
Texas country artist Curtis Brawley. Great speaking with him and hearing a couple of his songs. Enjoyed that very much. A big thank you as well to Shauna Lynn from Dirt Road Angels, joining me on the line from Alberta earlier. And we kicked off the show with Brody Siebert, who joined us from Spirit Woods, Saskatchewan. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.